All right, Fast Act Sports Show. It is, uh, what is the day today? August 15th. Not the best start, but... Uh, well, August 16th. August Sorry. 16th. But boy, do we have a uh, special treat for all the longtime listeners of this podcast. We have our very own uh, former co-host, maybe future co-host, to be TBD, uh, Mr. Yo-Yo Ball is, is back. So I guess what, what made you want to come back? Dude, so, okay. Long story short, um, first off, to all the listeners, uh, it's been a while. Yep. Uh, but no, I just, I took the hiatus, I was getting my life, kind of had some things going on, and um, come to turn out, um, I'm going to make everything, I'm making it public, Yo-Yo is in Iowa. Yep. In Des Moines, Iowa, and Yo-Yo is a bartender at a restaurant called Hoover's. That is Yo-Yo's job. Okay. So, what, um, first off, what, it's been a long time since we last talked to you. When was the last time we talked to you? Was it during quarantine? It had to have been during quarantine. Wow. March, April, May, June, July, August. But over a year ago. Does it feel like as you're walking back into the podcast game, does it, did you ever leave? Or do you think I, that some of your talents aren't going to, are, are going to take a while to kind of come back into the fold or what? I feel like Michael Jordan coming back from the White Sox. So you're wearing number 45. You're not quite one. It's going to take you a while to get your wits about you. You're wearing number 45 I, right now. I'm already like, look at my, like, I have like a drooping, uh, like collar. What? Um, How do you already have a bacon collar on that shirt that I could tell you probably bought like maybe two weeks ago? I don't get that. I hate when collars do that. And it just, well, I, I just saw you yank on the collar. That's probably one reason why you have that problem. Maybe I look a little bigger. Do I look a little bigger? Be honest, fats. Like in in terms of weightlifting or in, I would say you don't necessarily look bigger. I would say you look better because you finally got rid of the uh, chin strap beard you were rocking for a while there. Yeah, it's got the full, um, I got everything kind of going right now. But like my double chin in this like FaceTime. Welcome to FaceTime, man. That's how it's always going to look. Drives me nuts dude like i feel fat well okay so let's just start it right here barrett you you move out to des moines uh basically this nightclub offered you you know one hell of a job you couldn't turn away at hoover's Um, so what you you told me right when you got there you know there's you're in the new city you got all the healthy options now you got a like cafe right underneath you that's serving healthy food all day and night you said basically you're you're made in the you 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 made it. You're you're gonna get on the health grind. You are walking all over the city for a while there. Yeah. What's changed? Um, what's changed is just vacation time has worn off. Vacation time of hey, let's go for the walk every day. Okay, besides the walk, I'm still doing the walk. Okay. Walking left. That's a great part of my day. I love seeing the city. I'm never in the apartment. I'm always walking, doing something in the city. But with that comes. Two downfalls of yo-yo. One, drinking, and two, eating. So with those two, along with the outgoing mindset of yo-yo, come some problems. Come some, oh, the walks don't really do anything. The meal prep, oh, doesn't really do anything. Because you're always drinking. You're it, always- it is like um, alcohol is your sort of vice that, it, it, like... Opens up the demon side of yo-yo. <laughs> Eating, uh, you just, you don't, I mean, one day, kind of a funny little um, side note of this yo-yo journey is we actually lived in the same um, apartment for a couple of weeks. And yeah. during which, one of the days, uh, we were up late, you know, maybe doing some things we shouldn't have been doing. Uh, maybe. Which maybe made you extra hungry. And I woke up the next morning to see a... Really, really, really hungry. I woke up the next morning to see the s'mores supplies I bought for when my girlfriend was coming to visit. And we were having a, a, a fire um, ransacked. And basically what was a pizza like oven tray had been turned into a like s'mores um, like bake. And... Ultimate, let me tell you exactly. I remember it to this day when I did. Graham cracker bottom. Then I turned the um, how Gordon Ramsay would do it, like in like Facebook videos. All right, you start with the graham cracker bottom, then <laughs> roll the temperature, 
I rolled the temperature in the oven, 40, uh, 450 degrees. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. As I'm doing that, I'm putting a marshmallow on every on top of every graham cracker. And then I proceed to put chocolate bars on top of all the marshmallow. Um, and then I put it in the oven. May have walked away from it for a little too long. I get back, and the marshmallows turned into like a cement texture. And like would not stick from the, um, the skillet. And it or the um, and I practically it was like eating gum, but I still ate it. Well, all I remember my first takeaway when I saw that was I am not cleaning that because <laughs> it was like you said, it was like you super glued marshmallow goo to the like pan, it had the same consistency of like uh, poster putty. <laughs> oh, all right, so from there, you you graduate school. Uh, this place charged you out at the time. It was sort of, we were under the impression that you were going to basically BFE in, in Des Moines, Iowa. Since then, since then it's sort of, it seems like Des Moines is on the sort of upswing of, in terms of cities where apparently what you told me was, which was a shell shocker. It doesn't snow there, which seems like not right. Okay. It snows, but not like. Foot upon foot upon foot, like it does in Michigan. It more so, like they've had the past six Christmases. I was told from my uh, from my um, head head bartender was told that it was a green Christmas. The past six Christmases. So who knows what happens? I know it gets damn cold, but the part of the upswing of Des Moines. I don't live with anyone that's older than thirty years old in my apartment complex. City, uh, mini, mini Nashville, which we'll get to. Um, like this city is literally the Paris of the Midwest, and I will take that to my great gemstone. Um, yeah, it's great. I can go on and on about it. I love it here. I love it here. So, <sighs> it's it's crazy to think that so much has happened since the last time we recorded. This is almost going to be a catch-up pod. Yeah. Of, of sorts. Um, you are... You went on a road trip. Let's just, before we even maybe dive into oh. Iowa, you went on a uh, a road trip uh, where the funniest part of the road trip was the itinerary you guys had before you hit the road, which was essentially about 100 hours of driving in one week. And I think maybe you only ended up charting off maybe half the trip is about as far as you made. You never quite made it to the West Coast. Driving, and, originally it was 11 days of driving, 9 days of exploring. And we obviously cut that down. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a, dude, freaking trip of a lifetime. Um, We started, obviously, in Michigan. And then we rolled out to first stop Des Moines. Parted up, met downtown, um, downtown Des Moines, mini Nashville, yep. all it. Literally, a it's a uh, court ave is what it is called, named. It is a complete street that is blocked off in the fences, and there is bar, 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 and bar. And in the middle of all of it, there's, like, docks, restaurant, um, juicy place, which um, just tried it for the first time. Had Schoolboy Q and Momo down here, and the... We went to the sushi place, and it was phenomenal. I've never had sushi, and I loved it. Um, but going off of the going on a tangent, we go through Des Moines down to the Rockies, where we did a 14, uh, 14 foot, uh, fourteen thousand foot hike, where I literally had to slide down. All right, yeah. So, so before you need to what this was sort of the main story of the trip. Which you guys basically just tell the full story of this sledding trip where you essentially almost killed a couple. Like honestly, you don't even know they could be dead for all you. No, yeah. So okay, so so schoolboy Q and I. I do want to be very precise and in depth on this because this was awesome. Um, okay, so schoolboy Q and I went up the mountain. So we we started already. Um, Fucking lost for words, shaking the rust off here. Yeah. Um. So we start 
the day. No, think it was eight miles. It was eight miles, eight, eight miles up. I'm pretty sure it was eight miles up, and it was fourteen thousand feet. So to this date, I've never been higher. Um, so we start at the bottom, and you, you know, no snow, whatever. It's in the middle of April, uh, March, <clears throat> and or wait, wait, was it March or April? I don't even this know. This would have been oh April. Last... Okay, so you guys hit the road. It's April. Yeah, um, so, okay, long story short, I'm up the mountain, okay? So, we're going up the mountain. We see some awesome waterfalls. Um, you know, Schoolboy Q's a, a little bit uh, more in shape than myself, so he was kind of cruising. Wait, which, the big part, didn't you, now, before you guys went on this hike, it was essentially like, you guys probably shouldn't be doing this, is what everyone was telling you. Yeah, I mean, everybody from back home was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Because yeah. because it was like pretty uh, like a pretty intense hike, like you said, you you're not necessarily you weren't out, you know, 127 hours, you know, scaling these mountains. You were essentially waltzing off the couch with probably a six pack in your gut and going on yeah. this hike. Yeah. So we went to um, we went to a store down in like the Rockies, and it was. We got these yak tracks. So like you're supposed to get these spikes to put on the bottom of your shoes. So I got these I got these spikes, threw them on the bottom of my shoes, so did so did Schoolboy Q, and we just kinda started our trek right when we hit snow. So like this trail wasn't like a trail. It was more so like a footpath from past hikers and backpacker to get there. If there wasn't that Now now let me if we remember the trip to Arizona you went on. You felt like a fish out of water. I imagine on a, like, scaling a mountain-type hike, you maybe got some extra looks as you were bundled up in your snowsuit and, and kind of climbing this hill. So really, all I had on was um, really light sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt, and I was just overheating. <laughs> I, I do. Like, imagine this. Snowing, yo-yo, sweating. If I remember, didn't... Did you wear work boots or something on this entire trip, or what was? I did not wear work boots. <laughs> no. Um, no comment on that. But we we went to so long story. So we're getting up the mountain. We're, we're we're hiking up this mountain, and there were some points where so we like you had to be like hands and knees to get up the mountain. Like to get it up the mountain, it was so steep. So. There was like a sign at one of them and said, all right, leave your sticks at the bottom. This is like, you need to be on all fours to climb up this mountain. So like literally you're scaling the side of the mountain, ice, no, like you had to dig in those yak tracks to get to, the side, to, get to them. There was part of, part of it where I felt like I was rock climbing, not hiking. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, you know, start making the trek and Schoolboy Q like kind of, knows his limits so when he he turned around at one point and was like hey yo yo like if you don't want to continue i totally get it because like this was tough like i totally get it and more so that just motivated me and so i end up going up this like ice chute and i get to the truck it gets to the top magical moment i got that there was a pond at fourteen thousand feet all snowed over frozen Probably the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then reality set in that we had to scale this sucker down. And this is where probably came into fruition. I ended up getting a bloody note at the top because I it was like too much information for me. So what it so it wasn't really that cold out though. Or no, it, it was just because, it was it just because just, you were at the top and it was probably like at least fifty mile an hour. How long were you? How long did it take to get to the top of this thing? Probably four hours. And where is this again? Where, like, exactly? Uh, it's called Sky Pond in De in in the Rocky Mountain National Park. All right, let's see what I can find on this. Uh, all right, so you're at the top. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. you didn't quite think it through. That okay, we got to go right back down this thing, and it I, was hard as we, hell to yeah, get up. Idea. We were just gonna try to figure it out. Show the listeners what um, – describe to the listeners what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, um, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It says four and a half my, uh, hours is about how long this takes. Yep. Wow. I said, yeah. Um, 
Probably was like four and a half. Yeah, it probably was four and a half. Look at the pictures. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I know it's beautiful. Let's see here. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if there's any, like, deaths on this thing. Uh, but continue with your story. Um, so, okay. Coming down, coming down the mountain. Two ways you can come down the mountain. One, the brilliant hikers in front of us decided that it would be a good idea to make, like, an ice slot. Like a ice chute. Coming down in 14,000 14, foot. All right. So, real quick, it looks like from one stat in 2010, I'm just going to uh, guess that this has continued. There were six deaths uh, in one year, in 2010, on this trail. So, and it's and it's and it sounds like that's kind of a every year thing. Uh, so, I w- it's roughly, I would say, probably 10 people die on this freaking trail every year. No shit. Yo-Yo got lucky. Yeah. So, okay, you're at the top. Where do you go from there? Oh, ice chute. So there's literally like an ice slide from the top of the mountain, okay? Come to find out, uh, we found out later, but if we would have known this during, I would have been terrified. The place that we climbed up and the place that the trail is, is over a running river, but it's like frozen on top. So we're hiking up this trail that underneath of it is running rapid water. Right underneath of us. You step in the wrong spot, you are not only going through the ice, but through the river, and there's, like, no possible way to get back up because you it's covered in ice. That would have been the worst way to die ever, by the way. Let me know. Yeah. Um, so, um, Scoopboy Q took the – he did slide down as well, but I, like, was talking to him and then looked back and then looked back again, and he was gone. And I like looked down. Uh, I like looked down, and I'm like, "Where did he go?" I was very concerned, right? Um, and I, I, fi- I finally, finally end up seeing somebody. I didn't know it was him. Long, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go." So I and get on my ass on the top of this and freezing cold. It's literally a slide, like a, yeah. like it's like all oh, like a water slide. It's sort of what you're going down. You know, like the ice luge. Yeah. It was like that, but like a lot, like not um, certified. Yeah, it was like makeshift. Makeshift ice luge, yeah. Or like that. You ever been like those alpine, like alpine knobs? I have no idea what that even is. I don't even think that's a thing. Like Nashville, like alpine knobs on this like little scooter in like a little wooden. Uh... <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, but people can look that up. Alpine knobs. Alpine knobs. Um, so. Okay, so you're, I'm on this, I'm on this ice luge, and I start my trek, and, like, I felt pretty good, whatever, like, they say to, like, put one foot behind your, like, extended, so, like, it slows you down. Yeah. Like, you kept going, it slows you down. So, I listened to that part, so I, whatever, went down, and then I start, you know, starts picking up speed a little bit here. <laughs> now, is this, like, you, like, oh, this is easy, like, I'll just freaking slide down it. Yeah. Or was, was this not, like, you were. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me retract that. I retract that statement. I did not think it was going to be easy. <laughs> so why did you start picking up speed? Shouldn't you just been able to stop yourself every time you got a little bit of speed with your leg? It, it didn't work that way. Because the second that you pick up speed, you ain't slowing down. Because there's nothing. <laughs> I will explain to you why I didn't slow down. So, so I go I, down this, there's a narrow pass where there was, like, a mountain to the left, and then running, like, the river was actually broken through running to the right. So, I had to stay on this luge, okay? Granted, this is the exact same way that people are climbing up. So, you're seeing people slide down when you were climbing up, correct? Oh, nobody slid down when we were climbing up. Like, must have just been lucky. Yeah. So, I then... Lock eyes... Like, going at least 15, at least 15 to 20 miles an hour with a couple. <coughs> that is climbing up the same way that I am, like, meteorite. Fucking sparks Christmas, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clark Griswold. Griswold sparks, sparks, sparks on the bottom of a trash can lid. Like, Flying down, whoa! Like, 
So, did you see these people, like, from a mile away? Like, you saw them climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't think, like, maybe maybe I should yell at them or something. It's going to work itself out. Like, I was just kind of like, they're going to move when they see me a mile off. <laughs> so, this is where, it, like, shit kind of goes south. So, I was trying to slow down, like, in, like by, before, like, because they were still in front of me. But what uh, Yo-Yo didn't uh, think of, there was a rock, like a little soft rock that was underneath. And as I am, like, flying down... Uh, right ass cheek flies right up the right up that rock. Oh, like, <laughs> dude, probably the worst pain in my entire life because it was like a ramp. It's like if someone built a. It was like if somebody built a, like little mound at like a sled hill. But, you know what's it's fun is the funniest thing about this is I just imagine like you're built like a NFL running back as a like you're a. You're like a sh- short and like stout like bowling ball coming down the slide. You're essentially CJ Anderson like breaking through the hole and like full speed ahead coming down this shoe is it, like this is not a small collision that's about to be had. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so, so I so I hit this rock right and it like lifts me up. And this is where I knew I was. At any at any point, did you think like were you like kind of cracking up to yourself on the way down? Like, no, like at I'm one point, were you like, "This is awesome!" Like I'm fl- like you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a part where I started like going, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> but that happened later. So we okay. So I'm not even on this into this couple, right? So this couple is like right in my path, like, and it wasn't even the husband; it was the wife. Can you imagine being the wife, like, looking, like, because, like, it was pretty steep. So, like, you have to actually look up to know where you're going. So, like, she looks straight up, and she sees, like, oh, no. But you you see, yeah, Jonathan uh, Taylor coming down the mountain. More so, like, Mike Mike Davis. I feel like. (laughs) Who the heck is Mike Davis? Mike Alstott? No, the A train? No, Mike. <laughs> uh, Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Uh, what about my uh, Tolbert? Yeah, no, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. I'm Mike. thinking of Mike Tolbert. Yeah. So this, okay, back to it. So this, she's looking straight up, right? And she's seeing me with my feet like up in the air, like I am solely. Only thing touching the ground right now is Yo-Yo's ass. <laughs> If you know anything about Yo-Yo's ass, it's a board. You worked your ass off. That's what you always say, right? Yep. Yep. So, I, now I'm like, I'm like, like, wiggling my feet. And I'm like, looking right at her. And I'm like, I just start saying like, Oh, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. No. In your head, is this going in like slow motion? Like you see, you see this coming like ten seconds in advance, but there's no way to. There's really no way to avoid it. No, not a shot. So like, uh, I'm like yelling, like, <laughs> like, watch out, watch out! Like if somebody else like were to like be hiking up, they would have heard me like echo through the mountains. Yeah. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! <laughs> so I like as I'm coming down, I like clip. I clip her foot. So, like, husband, like, Matrix-style, slow-mo, grabs, like, grabs her and, like, flings her out of the way. Like, she probably thought he was, like, a Superman. He probably had a great night. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. He probably had a great night. We'll just say that. Because if he didn't do that, I am pummeling down this mountain with, like, her, like, front-to-fronts. Like, facing me. For all you know, you could have saved their marriage. They could have been on this vacation, like, as a last gasp to, you know, rekindle something. And her seeing this guy as, like, a superhero figure, could, for all you know, could have re-sparked it. Easily. Easily. <laughs> so, so like, because, like, dude, like, I hope you realize, like, if she didn't do that, I am, like, <laughs> front to front. She's coming down. She's coming down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so, as she kind of clips me, 
I then start doing like a 360. <laughs> so like, 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 yeah, um, out of the way, uh, stay out of harm's way for the couple, but Yo-Yo's still in the thick of it. So I then start rotating, and I'm like doing a 180. So I'm currently like current state now. After like I flipped her a little bit, I am lo- looking at them fade away as I am sliding backwards down this mountain. Now, when back to the very start, at any point, did you and Schoolboy Q think maybe we should like hold on to each other when we go down this hill, or it was like. Oh, see you at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, maybe not the smartest decision there. We didn't really, we weren't in the mindset of thinking about it. Not really. <laughs> we were just kind of like, fuck it. And I'm glad we did, because I'm glad we did. Because if we would have held on to each other, dude, I could have just saw that going wrong. My elbow, like, hits him in the forehead. <laughs> so, okay, then, okay, so as I'm going going down, I kind of did the 360, and I, when I come back to, like, the front, I then lock eyes with somebody in a red coat. Schoolboy Q had a red coat on. I then, like, watch him go by. And I'm still going at least, like, 20 miles. But, see man! And I just keep going. Finally did the old ski trick at the end. Where, like, you, like, kind of, like, angle yourself a little bit. Yeah. And then barrel rolled for, like, a good... Like, minute. Like, whitewash. Like, I, like, just, like, sat there for a minute. Like, oh. <laughs> and that's when I, like, let out, like, the, oh! <laughs> After you nearly killed somebody. Dude, I, I wouldn't have killed her. I literally would have, I would have ended up, like, on top of her. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just thinking, you're going 20 miles an hour. If they you were... hit her full force, like, wipe out her legs, like, that's probably a concussion, at least. Yeah. I mean, dude, it could have been another rekindling. Could have been they were on their last leg and she needed a new lover and swept her right off her feet. Can you Can you imagine if you're this guy <laughs> and you're here on this couple like let's say it's your honeymoon and you're going up this mountain and all of a sudden you just see your uh wife just get scooped away by <laughs> this guy on his way down this hill. See you later. <laughs> nice knowing you. See you, man. So, okay, so you you get down to the bottom and you let out a. Whoa! <laughs> and then, and then we went down like two other mountains, and then we were just ready to get back. So yeah. We like we were like stuffed up, like we started feeling sick. <laughs> And then we just like hauled ass back to the car, and then I slept like a baby. So from there, the trip, you guys basically all got sick and were holed up in a um, like yeah, town we of seventy up, people. Holed up in um, probably the coolest city I've ever been to is called Cook City, and like the locals knew who they were. It's kind of cool. But, um, like, long story short... What do you mean, though? What do you mean the locals knew who they were? What do you mean? Like, like, there's only, like, there was only, like, 80 of them. Cook City. C-O-O-K-E. City. It's, like, a snowmobile. Like, people love it. It's, like, a huge tourist spot because you have to go over, like, a pass. Like, a mountain path. Get the... You go up the... You drive up the mountain and then drive down the mountain. Oh, yeah. This looks awesome. Yeah. Looks like a mountain's literally in these people's backyard. It is. That's all it is. It's literally, like, built in the middle of, like, two mountain ranges. Oh, I see. So it's like Route 66. It's a small little town, and it's late. It's uh, Lightning McQueen's hometown. <laughs> it's essentially where he stopped. Radiator Springs. Yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that's a pretty good comparison. I haven't thought about that. Radiator <laughs> Springs is where he ended up. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, a lot cooler radiator. Radiator. That's where you're at, man. Yeah, so, Cook City. Um, <laughs> somehow, some way, super weird. First place we went into, they're all Steelers fans. Like, the whole sound is, like, Steelers fans. 
wild. Like, has, like, a big, like, it was like, like, this, you're entering Steelers country. Middle of Montana. Was there any, um, deformed people in this area? No. No Goonies. No Goonies. No wrong wrong turn dwellers. No, uh, no, um, Silence of the Lambs. No Silent Hill. Hills have eyes. No Hills have eyes. No, nothing. Normal. Wow. Normal. It was an awesome town. Like, they about left me there. Yo-Yo about stayed there. I loved it there. I thought it was awesome. Mountain Town was it, was, it was unbelievable. So, from there, we, um, from there we go. So, that was Rocky Mountain. Then we, that was Yellowstone over in Montana. So, we went there. And then we went from there to North Dakota to visit Momo's cousins, cousin and cousin wife. And that was a blast. I mean, North Dakota is, all you see on the fields are little flames. And it's from all the oils, like the oil, uh, like the oil reserves and oil. Um, like Sounds oil. riveting. How did he end up there? How did this guy end up here? Do you know how? I don't know how they ended up there. I know he's from Minnesota and they both um, love their jobs up there. All so right. they love it. Um, that was a great time. Awesome time. Sunsets are beautiful. And then from there, we hightailed up to Madison, Wisconsin, had a night out there, and then drove the extra back to East Lansing. And it was a trip of a lifetime. Then the next week, I moved to Des Moines. And that brings us essentially to present day. Yo-Yo, since then, yeah. he's he's been there. Just to the past, like, three months where I've just been working and, and figuring out a completely new city. So how does it feel to be an adult? Is it is it kind of... I mean, nothing, I love it, dude. Love it. I don't know how to say it. Love it. How do you feel, Fats? Uh, I mean, I'm still in sort of the summer stage of my job, so I still have summers. You are basically, what I, what I meant by that is every day is now basically Groundhog's Day for you. Yeah. Where... Well, that's the biggest thing I've come to figure out already. Um, if you don't have, like, summer plans... Like, you're kind of fucked. Because every day is just the exact same as it would be in December. But it's, it's just a lot more hotter. And you sweat more. And you're more irritated and frustrated. That's what I get out of summer. You're not a summer guy. I'm more so a fall winter. Yes, 100%. How, how does that make any... I've never understood people like that. Who... Yeah, like, it's so nice. Out, it's so cool outside. It's so awesome outside that you just spend all your time inside. How does that make sense? Nothing is feels better than walking into an apartment and it's like 60 degrees. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? That's the best part of summer for me. Oh. oh. Walking into an apartment. <clears throat> oh. Not the concerts, not the farmer's market. But guess what, bud? Your normal Saturday farmer's market trip is it ain't happening in two months no yeah it is it goes all the way through october it ain't happening in three months <laughs> no you're right but it, it's gonna be a hell of a lot more fun in the in october when they're harvesting corn in iowa um the trees are changing love fall man i love fall i love now fall. do you think that this is your new this is your new headquarters for forever for the time being do you, you just, now the people in Iowa seem like your type of crowd. Oh yeah, they're, they're awesome. Like just a bunch of little mini yo-yos running around. A bunch of little chubby kids. I know they're going to be just like yo-yo when they grow up. And they all run around the farmer's market. Would you say that the, like, it, where is Iowa on like the obesity chart? It, do you think that, do you notice like, is it better looking people there? Is it worse looking people there? Let me tell you this, Fats. No pun intended. Fats. Um, they have fried pork tenderloin at every single restaurant. Okay. And they have an option to put gravy on anything you get anywhere. What is like the what? What do they know? Like, what is the? 
it, it's like it's not like in you know uh, Wisconsin where it's cheese. It's you know no, it's pigs. It's pigs and pork because there's more pigs in Iowa than humans. Fact check me. Look it up. There's more. Pigs in Iowa. That's not a. There's no shot in hell that that's real. Are you serious? How many pigs are there? A million? More than that. How many pigs are in Iowa? Two whole. 24.6 yep. million hogs. Yep. <laughs> One third of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you are right at home. Right at home. I love it here, dude. Um, but with the like, attractiveness scale, the women are surprisingly, like, like jaw dropping. Wow. It's awesome. I just read that there's uh, seven pigs for every one person. <laughs> Where are all of them? Is there, like, freaking just, like, the classic, like, uh, commercialization of a farm? Basically, just bred and breeding pigs to feed them up for a few months and then Die. kill them. Turnstiles in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like 20 at a time. Wow. All right. So, all right. That's, we'll get, I'm sure we're going to get into a lot more Iowa talk. The last 20 minutes of this pod, let's get into some sports. Uh, Big topic that I got to throw out. You're the Eagles guy. Um, I normally don't even care about preseason, but for some reason, my eyes are just keep getting taken to the Philadelphia Eagles. Love it. You guys went from Super Bowl team. To now, you are essentially what I would say maybe the worst team in the league. Uh, your coach, first off, you guys got rid of Doug Peterson. Um, who knows what was going on behind the scenes there? He basically threw a game. <laughs> Were you on board with getting rid of Dougie P? No, dude. I've I've said this from the start. It's the front office. The front office is what blew the Eagles up because it, it, great man. I you know what. I'm happy for I'm happy that they had let me have a top three moment in my life when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm happy. But <clears throat> they bought the team. They're all free agents. Elson Jeffrey, free agent. LeGarrette Blount, free agent. Um like all of the other guys like Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey. He was great. You got the running back. You brought your running back in mid-season, didn't you? What the heck was his name? Jay Ajayi, yeah. They bought everybody to make the run, so they did, Um, which I appreciate. That was great. But with that comes consequences, and those consequences involve a blow-up because they're paying people that aren't even on the team anymore. And they're old as balls. Agreed. Well, how about the fact that your your MVP quarterback – is was basically shipped out for this second round, I hate to say it, scrub. Um, and it, basically what I'm reading is that he was basically a flash in the pan last year. Now that teams have his like his tendencies, he's basically due for a big come down. Is, is everything I'm reading. I mean, Sarani, Mr. Chinstrap Beard himself, uh, the new head coach, has not even named this guy the starter over Joe Flacco. And this is who you shipped out former MVP Wentz. Obviously they're not gonna sh- obviously they're not gonna name him the starter. If I was a head coach, I wouldn't name him the starter either. Here's my reasoning. Because the second you name him the starter, the second you're getting everybody analyzing their film. Oh, this guy's starting. He's a starter. Now it's up in the works. Oh, Flacco, hey man, you're just gonna have to try to ball out in preseason. <laughs> So that in the end, you're still not gonna get, you're still not gonna start. But we can make people think that you're gonna start. So they they hire they try you. That's great thinking. Have you ever thought about that? I think what is really happening here is Jalen Hurts. They were kind of hoping he was gonna run away with the job, and that's just not happened. That has not happened. And in the uh, locker room talk, that's the biggest thing. That he's, he hasn't quite taken this job. No, I've heard that he's a baller, bro. <laughs> I heard he's a baller, bro. According to what? Bleedinggreen.org? Yep. Um, what's his name? Loves him. Devontae, Devontae, Devontae Smith loves him. Oh, Devontae Smith injury? Uh, injured Devontae Smith? Who? Oh, he's, back. Oh, he's back today, actually. So He's back. 
Um, also, they had a practice with the uh, they had a practice with New England Patriots, and um, Jalen Rager is turning on the booster jets. Gonna be a completely different guy. Listen, let me just throw this out there. I don't give a shit about preseason. I when is the story ever like? There's two people I can think of: Dak Prescott lit it up in preseason, ended up being a legit player, um, and Julian Edelman. Is there and any other guy? You might as well add Najee Harris to that because he's gonna be a freaking he's gonna be a freaking draft horse. And that's not like racist. That's just like what even is that? What is he, what even is a draft horse? I've never heard of that. Big Budweiser horses here. Clydesdale. A Clydesdale. I saw one of those for the first time at Mackinac Island. They are like they're a different breed. Yeah, they actually are. You're correct, fast. They are a different. <laughs> <laughs> there are they're huge they're huge yeah i know the clydesdale a clydesdale or draft horse slash budweiser horses all right so that's enough of the eagles let's move on quick uh, just kind of rolling through some of the quick you know bullet points of yeah, things we missed uh, dan motor city i like dan campbell a lot here's the th- way oh, okay let's get this out about the eagles right now or lions excuse me i like dan campbell i uh, do i think he's gonna be a good head coach I don't know. I, I'm going to root for him, which is more than I could say for... With Matt Patricia, you knew he was going to be a shitty coach. You hated him. And it all planned out and planned out. Oh, yeah. You had to love him, dude. Patricia? You know the shirt they made of, like, the beard and, like, the pencil in his, hand, in his ear? Great. Dude, that was a guy I thought everyone was going to get by. Dude. Problem number one with Patricia... Um, what was his name that was going to the Colts? McDaniels. McDaniels, like, threatens to go to the Colts. Bill Belichick essentially hands him the keys of the franchise. I can't lose you. Matt Patricia leaves. Did Bill Belichick even blink? I I don't even think he blinked. Hindsight 2020, that is a big red alarm. (laughs) Think about that. Like, the reason we're getting this guy is because he's a part of the Bill Belichick, like, coaching tree. And the, the head coach, the top of the tree, the roots is basically letting this guy get chopped off because he's a dead limb. Like, it's like, shouldn't that have been problem number one, two, and three with this guy right at the rip? And that makes me nervous about Sirani as well. Why? So where did he come from? What's Is he like a McVeigh disciple? Oh. Andy Reid. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> so the coach that you guys fired, the replacement you're bringing in, I'm taking. I'm talking Andy Reid, the guy you, you guys fired. The replacement you're bringing in to write the franchise is a disciple of the guy that you fired ten years ago. Dude, this guy, I can't get behind this guy, man. I'm gonna be honest. There, dude, he's. I can tell. We we saw from his opening press conference where he couldn't even speak. He was shitting in his bridges, dude. This guy has no idea what he's doing. I. But out of the Lions, so here's what I'm saying. I will never care about preseason. Um, but no. it's hard for me to not look at all these court. And I said it at the time. All these quarterbacks we passed up on. Trey Lance. First play from scrimmage. The guy's throwing an 80-yard TD bomb. Yeah. Justin Fields. Dominating. Um, who, who, uh, who Who's the third one that I'm thinking of? That uh, Mac Jones. All three of these guys that we had the opportunity to draft. And it was rumored we might take one. We all pass on it, and you have the Lions slappies. Dude, we took a, dude, like, we're, we just drafted the next uh, Taylor Lewan. Like, we're set, man. Like, we don't need to draft a lot. Our offensive line is so sweet. Who cares? We know that Jared Goff is not the answer. And I love how people are like, give Jared Goff the keys, man. Maybe he'll pan up. He couldn't make it work with the offensive mastermind and the best uh, roster in football. You think he's going to come into Motor City with... I don't even know what his weapons are with DeAndre Swift, who even knows if he's good. Uh, two of our wide receivers gone. Like, you think he's going to, like, just flip it around and him and TJ Hawkinson are going to be, like, Tom Brady and Gronk? Not happening. Have you ever seen DeAndre Swift's dad? No. He's a brick shithouse. He's, like, opens up his new own gym, like the Swift family gym. Dude, this guy's massive. I'd rather almost have him playing for the Lions than, than his – it is no always hurt song. <laughs> what, what cracks me up about it is we are now becoming the Chicago Bears where it's like, oh, we drafted Mitch Trubisky 
and we passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. That's what we're looking at now. Every time Justin Fields balls out, every time that Mac Jones has like is winning 10, 11, 12 games with the Patriots, every time Trey Lance uh, is throwing 80-yard bombs, how do you not think about that? As li- Let me ask you this. As an unbiased fan, let's say that we draft a quarterback. Like We know for sure Jared Goff is not the franchise quarterback. Let's say that the next three drafts that were like in the top five, we go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And let's say that one of those guys turns into like a Russell Wilson or like just a franchise quarterback, a Lamar Jackson, um, a Patrick Mahomes, a, a Deshaun Watson, any one of these guys. For that, then you'd wait like six years for that. Would you throw away three drafts where let's say we take uh, Josh Rosen one year, uh, Jared Goff another year, and then the third year we take the next Russell Wilson. Is anyone arguing and saying that that wasn't worth it? That's what I don't understand about quarterback. It, it, you can fill in all these other positions later in the draft without it. Yeah, that's great on paper, but no GM and owners can be like, you're not going to take a quarterback every year. That's what I mean. It's like it's like I'm like Moneyball. I am Jonah Hill Moneyball. That's how my brain works. You guys are stuck in the the snow day. If you are a Detroit franchise. What is going to turn this team around? An offensive lineman. We have, dude, here's the thing. I've lived this. I've lived this my whole life. We do this every year. Like, we think we're one piece away every year. When in actuality, we are, and Matt Stafford, he was a, potentially a Hall of, if he wins the Super Bowl with the Rams, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he already is a Hall of Famer. So this is what I'm saying, is even with a Hall of Fame quarterback, we were nowhere near. So how, without that, are we going to find a way to get there? No. We need to draft somebody that's even better than Matt Stafford that can really turn this team around. Yeah, Matt Stafford, who can come in and turn him around? Justin Fields. It's looking like maybe Justin Fields is a stud. Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I don't. Somebody that is... People were saying, and don't quote me on this, but some people were saying that uh, this might be like the best draft. Yeah. It could be the best quarterback draft class. Like, ever. That's the thing. And then look at what's waiting in the wings for us next year. Spencer Rattler. That dude sucks. Oh, that dude sucks. He's a projected number one quarterback taken next year. Which, can we, uh, we're going to talk about college football in the second year. I'm seeing that this guy is the Heisman frontrunner. Dude, if he wins the Heisman, mark my words. Like, let's say that we're looking back on the season at the end of the year. If he is the Heisman winner, it would have been the shittiest college football season we've ever seen. Mark my words on that. They, no, marking them in, uh, in a couple months, we are going to look back, and if that happens, we did not get what we deserved out of college football, I'll tell you that much. So, the big storyline headed into college football is the conference realignment. Well, let me I, just, I told you this story off pod, but I, it's worth resharing for the listeners. The ultimate shanking by Greg Sankey. So... You know, all the all the buzz going into this college football season was essentially around, is the college football playoff going to get expanded to eight teams? Basically, everybody's on board. Let's do this. Um, the four people that were in charge of, like, kind of seeing this through and seeing whether it was they should do it or not was Notre Dame's athletic director, uh, cool. the, the Mountain West Conference, which was sort of representing, like, um, the, the group of five guys. teams, yeah. um, their, their commissioner, the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, who – is the ultimate hot seat right now. <laughs> and and the SEC athletic director, Greg Sankey. So these people had been meeting for the past two months, every single week for the past two months. While all this is going on, right underneath Bob Bowlesby, Bob Bowlesby's nose, Greg Sankey is pulling out a 10-inch dagger, putting his hand around his mouth, and like keeping <laughs> him quiet and putting a knife right through his heart. Because what he was doing while all that was going on is he is poaching Texas and Oklahoma right from Bowlesby's backyard and bringing them to the SEC. I mean, have you ever heard of a more like just those interactions and those meetings? How do you even go back to one? If you are the Big 12 and I'm Bowlesby, I am making sure that this conference uh, or that this playoff does not get expanded. That's pro- that's what I'm doing now because the only way the SEC doesn't become a super conference is if we keep it at four teams getting into the playoff. Because what? It's like now now all of a sudden you're still at most getting two SEC teams in. 
Yeah. So Bama is already taking up one of those spots. You know that for sure. So now or uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, um, Florida, Florida, uh, all these teams are now basically battling for one slot, and they all got shafted. Whereas Oklahoma had it made in the made in the shade where they were waltzing to the college football every year. They weren't. So, dude, honestly, this could. I didn't even think about it this way. Big time switcheroo here. I got to come up with a name for this. But this could completely backfire on the SEC. It could, but it's like the SEC. Here's the thing the SEC, if they don't expand the playoff, the SEC could just say, well, we're going to just form our own league. And the NCAA, <laughs> they have the NCAA's balls in a vice, man. Well,. Shit, the Big Ten probably does too. No, Big Ten has no. What is the Big Ten have power over? That's a good point. Literally, uh, the Big Ten in football, and people love to act like Michigan. Dude, I saw a tweet a couple days ago. Um, Blue by ninety, classic uh, podcast, and a group of guys there. But they tweeted like, "Is this team an an eleven win uh, talent if we had better coaching?" What? Have you seen these guys? <laughs> Ohio State's third stringers run circles around these guys every year. What are we talking about? Eleven wins. They are with with uh, Cade McNamara at quarterback, with JJ McCarthy as the emergency quarterback. Dude, this team. Let's just talk about Michigan. We buried the lead. We all want to hear about this. Yeah. This team is staring down the barrel of a six and six team, a six and six record. How yeah. do you not? You're giving them six. <laughs> What a dude! Have you ever been less excited? Even in the Brady Hoke years, no. For a team, here's here's the reasoning why I'm pumped, but it's different because you've had to you've been able to sit down the past four years and watch them like a regular human. I had a job in sports athletics where I could not do that. Yeah, so I absolutely juiced up to watch them every weekend. But I, it's gonna go right down to me being dismantled because I only see sh- four. Let me repeat this. Four surefire wins, and that's it. Who even is that, dude? Who are the surefire wins? I, I don't know who the heck you're seeing as a surefire win. Western, NIU, Rutgers, and Maryland. That's it. Dude, didn't Rutgers beat us last year? No. Rutgers no. almost beat us last year. Almost did, but they didn't, and neither did and you Maryland. S- Maryland is, no. Maryland is not a... Mike Loxley, their new coach... He's like Nick Saban Jr., dude. He's like revamped the entire program in one year. Okay. You, you, I rest my case. Surefire 3. <laughs> West, I, dude, I can make an argument Western. No, you're right. There's an argument right. Dude, you're right. They're, uh, Western, dude. Maxion, man. I, it, right after my own heart. Love Maxion. Early Maxion games, man. They absolutely do not look them over. Which, classic track trap game for Michigan is Western because the next week they have Washington. Dude, that Washington game is it's a make or breaker. If they lose that, they're they're literally they, uh, Jim Har- uh, here's the thing. Uh, 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 Jim Harbaugh if he loses versus Washington, start the head coaching search now. Well get this. Right after they got the second best team in the Mac, NIU. Can I oh, let me ask you this? Where are you at, Jim Harbaugh? Are you like I've seen enough? Are you sort of 50 50? Like, whatever I'm happens 50, this year, or I'm 50 50. Give me till that NIU game, and I'll give you a for sure answer. That week three game, I'll give you a for sure answer 100%. Because honestly, I don't, I, it wouldn't like it, it was such a like weird year last year. And the, I mean, the Joe Milton thing, like, we, we put yeah. all of our eggs in the wrong basket. Yeah. And the like, imagine if you're on that team and you're like building up to this season. And you're like thinking, like, dude, we could have like the next like Heisman winner in the first game against Minnesota. He literally looks like Cam Newton, and then I, you get a you get a like blink of reality, and immediately you realize not only is this guy not Cam Newton, he is a Maxion star. That's where that's like he is Sugar Shane Morris on repeat is essentially what this guy was. Um, How do you like go out and think you're like you're one hell of a team? Your confidence is shot after that. Yeah, it's a good point. But this is when I was out on Joe Milton. I got word from a Michigan equipment guy that he went up to them and asked them for the exact same shoulder pads as Cam Newton after the Minnesota game. Like his head was swelled. His 
size of a hot air balloon. I knew right when that happened, like, if you're going to ask for the exact same, what? That's like reading the Bible one time and acting like you're Jesus. <laughs> no, the, funny, the funniest thing about that, it's interesting to hear that because the storyline after the Minnesota game was this guy was down at midfield after the game, like, head in his hands, like, crying, like... No. And everyone was like, what a great story. And I'm thinking to myself, he's crying after a one regular yeah. season. Like, he's... This guy was scared. This guy was thinking he was about to get exploited on national TV heading into that game. That's what that means. Fats was right on that one. You were right on that. Um, so, so, all right. We're running out of time. I'm sorry. Shorter pod this week just because I got I got another pod to record. Uh, closing thoughts. How's it feel to get back in the, the saddle? What... How would you rate your performance today? What give me like sort of the encapsulation? I feel like I took rust off and I was right back into it because here's the here's the thing that keeps me in 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 contact. I call people all day, so I am talking all day, so I'm used to it. Yeah. Now I just now I'm back in my outlet. I'm back in that groove. I'm back in that ice loop where I can just feed my opinions all the time. So yeah. So. My message to here's my message to FastX listeners and beyond. We ain't going nowhere here. This is sticking around because now that we are in a little bit of a routine here on both ends. Yep. This is gonna be and we're we're, we're taking lift off here and I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, couldn't have said it by myself. Taking lift off pod at least one pod every single week. I think that's kind of what we're gonna stick to is just. One pod with, uh, you know, basically no time limit on it. See you press record and see where it takes us. Uh, could be an hour, could be three hours. You, you never know. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now with Fast X Pod. But it's great to have you back, Yo-Yo. I mean, uh, you did what you had to do. You sort of, you were LeBron James. You know, you went to South Beach. You, you quote unquote, went to college and had to kind of figure some things out. And then you found yourself right back here. Yeah, right back. You uh, Water finds its level and... You don't go far from apple. Don't fall far from the tree. Couldn't decide about myself. You're gonna appreciate the uh, intro song uh, and the outro song. A little bit of a hat tip to Mr. Yo-Yo Ball, uh, but great to have you back, my friend. And let's keep it rolling. Send us out.